Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to another episode of Least Talk Forever, episode 41, the All-Star Break Edition. Uh, Kyle's back in the house, so no more of this guy's perfect score of a betting segment. That's okay. Uh, also, with the return of Kyle comes the return of Raycon headphones, so we'll be giving you a promotional code for that as well, and you can, uh, I think it's like 10% off that you get. You get a nice pair of headphones, noise canceling, cushier ear pads, and and much more. So uh, keep an eye on that for the the ad read. And we're going to send it over to Kyle because I know he's been to a lot of Leafs games this year. What's your take on the Leafs this, this, so far this season as you've seen them in person? In person, it's been good. Um, only bad game I saw was back against, I don't know if you guys remember that game against the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that's been bad. Um Seen, seen them, seen the Islanders a couple weeks ago. Great game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, every game I've been to, I think they're like five and five and one when I'm there, four and one when I'm there. But um, yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, lately the progress hasn't been what we've wanted, but overall, um, last thirty games, I. I'm pretty satisfied with how they've been. Um, if it wasn't for Boston and the crazy amount of uh, points and the run they went on, um, Leafs could easily be um, first in the Atlantic or tied, depending on how Boston played, but they were just unreal. But, yeah, I mean, the Atlantic or five points above Tampa. I know they've got four games in hand. Um 13 points behind Boston. I don't think anyone's catching them at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as of right now, going to the All-Star break, we would have been playing Tampa at home. Um, yeah, can't can't really complain. Um, obviously have a little bit of player um, issues that I could complain about, but uh, Justin Hall, um, yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin Hall, everyone's favorite player. Um, keeping with the defense for a second, actually, 
I heard today, and I mean, take it with whatever you want, because there's just speculation from a producer on a, on a radio show that I listen to. But he said that, as far as he knows right now, the only defenseman on the leash in the lineup currently that plays every night that's not untouchable is Rasmus Sandin. Apparently, Rasmus Sandin, if it costs Rasmus Sandin to get a deal done to, I mean, obviously uh, improve the team, then they'll do it. The first team that came to mind with that, with that was Vancouver for two reasons. One, Luke Shen, because I think Toronto, apparently Tampa's fallen out of the race. Boston has moved into the race for him, but Toronto was in the race for Luke Shen. And the second person to me, not that it's doable for Toronto, but would be Brock Besser. Plays both sides, can play in the top six, needs to change the scenery. I don't know what his QO is, if he even is has a QO at the end of the season. But that could be a sleeper team. And Rasmus Sandin is Swedish, and obviously we know Detroit and Vancouver has a history of keeping Swedish players on the team. How would you guys feel about Rasmus Sandin being gone? Scott, you want to start with uh, this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it depends on what you get back in return, but like I, I like Sandine, so I'd, I'd prefer him to stay on the team uh, over some of the other defense, one in particular who's already been mentioned. Um, but like I said, if, if you need to improve, in, in Dubis's eyes anyway, improve the team by what you're getting back and he has to be traded, then I guess I'm fine with that. But I, I'd prefer him to stay on the team because I think he – has the a potential to be something more than what he's what he's been playing as right now or so far in his career. I'm just throwing this out there quickly. Brock Besser signed a. Uh, it looks to be he signed a three year contract worth six point six five million dollars per. Uh, yeah, and that expires in 2024 with a ten team no trade list. So if Toronto's not on there, realistically, Toronto could package a deal where. Uh, I don't think Vancouver's going to eat half of that for for two more years, but they could package a deal where they trade either an Ingball or a, or a Kerfoot. Um, and obviously a Sandine say to get the deal done to move it forward. But like, we should have mentioned off the top, Bo Horvat was traded to the Islanders. Everyone's probably heard that by now. But this isn't a, supposed to be the first trade and the only trade that Vancouver makes. So do you think that that would be a a, a trading partner for the Leafs? I think so. Um, we've had, we've had a pass with them, right? Uh, Travis was it Travis Dermott we traded there? Yeah, um, yeah, Travis Dermott. Um, I think there was a couple other minor league, mi- minor deals we've done with them before. But um, I like Besser. Um, change of scenery might be good for him. He's still young, only twenty five. Um, Luke Shen, obviously, he'd be a rental. Maybe, maybe not, but. As of right now, he'd be a rental one year. Um, left on his contract, eight hundred fifty thousand. Can't go wrong. Um, but um, what what you had said, um, Sandine and possibly a Engvall or Kerfoot. Did you say both? Yeah. Well, one of the two. Apparently, Kerfoot's untouchable because Keith likes him. But Engvall's been a lot of trade speculation. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like it would cost maybe um, Eng Engvall expiring contract right um sandy and i think he was on a two-year one million a year 
And then I think it would even cost another pick. Um, not a first, obviously, because I, as we've seen, Leafs don't want to give up their first, even if it is um, 20-something. Um, we haven't had a first-round pick in a long time. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it would cost maybe a second. Uh, Engvall and um, Engvall and Sandin. Sandin, you get him for another year for sure. And he's only at 1 million in 22. So, yeah, I don't mind that deal. I'm I'm curious uh, just to see here. So, I mean, Engvall's, to me, in my personal opinion, has only been in speculation based on the Beauvillier trade, like for the Bo Horvat Beauvillier when people are comparing Engvall and Beauvillier to be similar style players. Um, I think Beauvillier has a better potential, but it's besides the point. Um, I think that's the only reason why it's been trade speculation, but if he does actually get moved because there is expectation that he's going to ask for half a million to a million dollars more in his next contract, which would put him at, I think three, three and a half. Like that's without hesitation, right? Like if the trade is good, because we need to improve areas. And if it costs appearing vol and we could replace him with Bobby McCann, like, or sorry, Bobby McMahon, sorry. Would that be without hesitation for you guys or, or does Ingvall hold some special place in your guys' heart where he does things that Toronto doesn't have? No, without question, I think. Uh, okay, that's why I figured. I just wasn't sure if I was going to offend if, anyone. Kyle kind of looks I, like I, a blonde I, version of Peering Ball, so. <laughs> I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of opposite of what Kyle. I think Toronto's not getting better. I don't think Sandine Engvall picks is enough to get him. But I like the idea of adding back Luke Shen or other maybe minor role players from Vancouver. Well, uh, well, what's if, the reason for that, though? Like, what's the reason why you I think just feel Brock like Vancouver would want more than what Toronto is willing to give up for Brock Besser? Even like, though the it, market was set at a, a pick a prospect in a pl- roster player for Bohorba? Yeah, but is, is that roster player of Engvall going to be good enough in their eyes to replace a Brock Besser? Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, Brock Besser hasn't yeah. necessarily played up to his standard or potential so far in his career, but. Going to a new team could completely change that. But even just based on potential alone, I don't feel like Engvall, a first-round pick, and, I don't know, another prospect who Toronto's willing to give up, I don't think that's necessarily good enough for in Vancouver's eyes to to add or to dump Brock Bresser. I feel like you'd need a higher-end player, like middle, middle six, maybe even second line. And I don't think Toronto has that on their team as opposed to the big five. And I don't think they're moving any of those guys. So I just don't see them giving up any roster or Vancouver being okay with the bottom nine guys that Toronto has or bottom six guys that Toronto has in a trade for a professor. Even if they want to move Engvall, but I, I, I just don't see Vancouver doing that trade. Engvall I think, first in. I think Sandine would be the one like, Ingval might be a counter. Ingval might not even be in this deal. I just picked Ingval out of a hat because the Pardon me, or he's just a guy to add in. Yeah, but like Sandine, I feel like is the is the return. Like if say okay, so say it's Sandine. Let's just say Sandine, Fraser, Mitten, and um, I don't know a second. Um, let's just say that's the deal. Like okay, Ingval could be in there. Ingval couldn't be in there. Whatever. Who cares? But I think Sandine would be of interest to Vancouver, no? Like, not that he's a reclamation project, but he's kind of like a 
like he, he could he could be a viable option for with Ethan Bear for a substantial amount of time. And you never know, he could grow outside of the Lilligren light because I feel like he was supposed to be the guy and then Lilligren took over this season and now Sandine struggles. I like them both. I really like Sandine, but I feel like if it's going to benefit the team down the road. If if you're Vancouver, though, are, are you taking that chance? Like, I know Besser well, hasn't necessarily... Well, okay, but Bovillier has at least proven he can be a solid NHL roster player. Like, I, I guess, in a way, I guess Sandine has two, but not like a top-end, top guy. Where, And I guess you could say the same thing about Besser at this point, but at least Besser, like, his potential is higher than Engvall's, even if he is still 20 or only 25, whatever. But is adding Sandine, Fraser Mitten, and then a second specifically the Sandine, just in hopes that he turns out to be a, a top three, top four defense on your team. Is that enough to dump Brock Besser? Uh, maybe not, but I feel like and, and as a package from Toronto, yes. Maybe not enough for but that's a package of interest for Vancouver because if by chance next year Rasmus Sandine has 40 points in whatever it is, 50 games before the deadline, and he's really coming out strong and they don't want to sign him, then they could flip him because apparently that's what they might do with Bovillier too. They might try to flip him. However, this is my this is my mindset, and this just came on the blue. Like I didn't read this, I didn't think about this until literally three seconds ago when we when we started this podcast. But here's my thing on on Brock Besser, and I might actually write this down in an article. He is signed for two more years, so he'll be in Toronto for two and a quarter years at six point six five. If Toronto loses William Nylander, Brock Besser can be not maybe on the caliber of William Nylander, but he can step into that role as the secondary scoring for the Leafs. So that's why I think that I'm not saying Toronto's going to get Brock Besser at all, but I'm just saying that could be something in my mind. If I'm Kyle Dubas and the pro scouts, that's something I'm looking at is trying to find a player who, you know, I mean, is signed for a couple of years that could elevate his, like could, could, could go past what his contract's worth. You know what I'm saying? Like $6 million mm-hmm. is a lot to fit in. I get it. But like in a year, if you're losing William Nylander because he's going to want ten or nine, and he can't afford that, you know, like that's just that was my thing on it. I would I wouldn't say that Toronto's interested in him, but I do have one other person from Vancouver that Toronto isn't going to be interested in or wants, maybe could be, but can't afford him, and that's Thatcher Demko. He's available. I don't see Toronto getting him at all. But the two teams that apparently are most interested in him are one Pittsburgh and two LA. It would be crazy LA. if Toronto could pull off that deal. Pardon me? LA really makes sense for that. They're kind of a team on the uh, – actually, they're not even on the spectrum of the playoffs right now. They they actually have a second um, the second spot in the Pacific, just barely. Um, but, yeah, they don't really have goaltending, right? Like, they got Phoenix. Phoenix Copley's been, been great for them, but I don't think he's the <laughs> – He's going to be the one to get them a first round win or even second round win. Um, they need someone a little bit better. They got Copley and Jonathan Quick. So, like, yeah, that could be a big upgrade. And and Cal Peterson could be – I know that he claimed – he cleared waivers and et cetera, et cetera. But he could be a, a counteract for the Vancouver Canucks, and then they could either let him play with their team or potentially flip him or just buy him out. Um there's a couple of people on Vancouver that have interest, but I you you would got it you got to think that if Pittsburgh is for Thatcher Demko, then Vancouver would be smart enough to take Tristan Jari. No, 
I just don't see that happening, though. I, I don't see the fact that they trade Jari. Like, I know he's been a little bit of a Band-Aid um, with injuries. Like, I know last year he was hurt a little bit, and this year he's been out for uh, a little bit as well. But um, I think I think Jari's been pretty good. I don't know why they – you know if Jari's on an expiring contract? Is that why? I'll look right now. Is that what this is all about? Because, like, Jari is a good goalie. Sometimes he has his moments. Um, yeah, he's on an expiring deal. Okay. That would make half. sense. So they don't think they they, they can re-sign him or um, he's going to want to go play somewhere else, maybe near um, his hometown, wherever he's from. Uh, he is from British Columbia. Oh. Surrey, British Columbia. So that could actually Okay. <laughs> that would be yeah. wild. That's Toronto, funny. Pittsburgh misses out on Thatcher Demko and then Tristan Jarry signs with Vancouver. That could work out then. Um so so when Elliot Freeman was on the radio show I was listening today, he said that there's a couple areas of need after last night's game, their Toronto, he thinks that the speculation is true that Toronto is worried about a couple defense, including uh, Rasmus Sandy and Timothy Lilligren potentially getting a little bit more picked apart in the playoffs. But one area that he said that Toronto is most definitely going to probably try and improve on is their bottom six. He said they want to add a little bit more scoring depth in their bottom six. There is guys, and there is one uh, – I forget how to say his last name, but anyways, he's 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 a credentialed writer. His name's Mark, Mark Staggy. I don't know his last name. Anyways, he I saw on Twitter today that he's talking about the potential of Toronto being interested. He covers uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and, and he's he threw out the idea that Toronto might be interested in trading for Gustav Nyquist because he's – the interesting thing about him is he's hurt, but he's expected to return at the end of – or at the beginning of April. So basically he's – would be a Kucherov situation where he's hurt, he comes back, he joins the playoffs where there's no salary cap, and apparently the asking price is only like a second-round pick or a B-level prospect. So – there is options for the Toronto, like for Toronto to improve their bottom six, but I think that Toronto is going to be too worried about improving their bottom six and not getting the guys like, um, kind of like the David Camps of the world and Pontus Holmberg, and like I feel like they're going to wash away those type of players who break up the cycle or good defensively, forecheck this. You know what I mean? Like I feel like now Toronto is going to be so worried about trying to outscore their opponent because that's what they're good at that it's going to fault them in the playoffs. Um, sorry to interrupt you. Um, just recently, uh, this was one written one, one day ago. Um, but it said, uh, Nyquist out for season. Uh, he won't require surgery, but he'll be, likely be fully recovered by training camp in September. So I guess that's I, a. I think, uh, Frank Cervelli actually reported today. Oh, look. This is just based off of, uh, someone's um, thing they wrote on the score. And they <coughs> Excuse me. Done for a year, but he'll likely be fully recovered for training camp. So I don't know if that means like... I know you yeah, said that, April, but... Maybe what... Uh, the, I don't know why the guy would even come up with that idea, but... But he's a, he's a oh. free agent, though, isn't he? Oh, I see, I see this thing that you saw, too. It said, uh, out for season with shoulder injury reportedly could return for playoffs. 
Yeah, I forget who who tweeted it out. But Sean O'Leary? Sean O'Leary? Maybe, and then someone just retweeted it. But anyway, someone, one of the insiders repeat, or retweeted today that it looks like he could return in time for the playoffs, so he would be a viable option for the LTIR. Darren Dreger. Um, although Nyquist will be shelved for the foreseeable future, he could be ready for the playoffs, reports TSN's Darren Dreger. And also, the other thing is, uh, Tage Thompson last night got hurt. Not that he used the trade option at all, but he got hurt last night, and people were, were stressed that he was going to miss a long time. He's done for a short period of time, no expected date, uh, obviously. But uh, he did lose his spot in the in the All-Star, vote, or All-Star game. Rasmus Dahlin took a spot. And you know what pisses me off about that? So the only reason why they put Barkov in, who's missed, I think, like probably a quarter of the season with injuries and missed last year with injuries, and he's just a dog water player, I think. The only reason why they put him in over, over William Nylander is because it's in Florida. And that's the Florida division. Well, you know, it's funny. So is Buffalo. So they replaced one Buffalo Sabre with another yeah, Buffalo Sabre because they needed a representative. I get that. Um, but at the same is time, it, yeah. yeah, I get that Buffalo need a representative. But at the same time, I, I think William Nylander deserved it more than Alexander Bar- Barkov. Who else was from Florida that's going? Matthew Kachuk. Hmm. But yeah, like I last year, I think Vegas had four players. Because usually the host team gets the most players. So next year, if it is by chance in Toronto, when it's supposed to be reported Saturday that the All-Star game, it's supposed to be expectedly to be expected to be announced by Gary Bettman on Saturday that's in Toronto. So I would imagine that Toronto would have at least four players going. Or three players going. Excuse me. I, I don't think that'll happen. What, that's in Toronto? No, well, I mean... Not that it's in Toronto. I just feel like uh, with the Toronto, um, I wouldn't. I don't know how to phrase this. The the disdain, I guess, that other fan bases have around Toronto. I feel like they, the league. I mean, this is obviously just hypothetical, but I feel like the league won't want to have to deal with the hassle of, of the the buzz that will be generated if they add more Toronto Maple Leafs than any, than what technically should be needed. So if Toronto has four next year, if it's in Toronto, even though that's a custom, I feel like it'll just people will complain that the Leaf or the league showing favoritism and it'll just well, cause more hassle than what it should be. I guess technically you're right, but truthfully, that that both of our points are null and void because it's fan voting. So Toronto will have one representative, like Austin Matthews probably, and then it will be fan voted on the rest. Well, that doesn't mean people still won't complain about how the league rigged it or whatever. Well, I know, but I mean, like, realistically, it's probably not going to be, like, although Toronto Maple Leaf has a big fan base, it probably won't be that Toronto gets three or four people like last year with Vegas because the NHL just told Vegas that they get three or four people. So, you're right. Um, I feel like if it is in Toronto, though, then more fans will come out to vote. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm going to vote. The typical Toronto fans who who don't necessarily vote. I feel like because it's in Toronto and a lot of people will want to go to it because it's accessible to them living in Southern Ontario. I'm going to save all my loonies and toonies and buy a ticket. Um, I feel like more... (laughs) Yeah, I I just feel like more people will vote if it's in Toronto 
for the Leafs because then I get to actually go see it as opposed to having to go to the States and, and plan out around work or whatnot. They could just go for the day and then go home if it's in Toronto. Yeah. Um, question for you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Answer. Two questions for you. You check out the price of Blue Jays tickets these days? Um. Yeah. Um. Well, I've I've only got t- I got tickets already. I got tickets to the home opener, so obviously they're going to be a little bit inflated. Yeah, I tried to get those tickets today, but they were sold out, and then instantly I was like, Kyle took my spot. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that I think they were like a hundred and little over a hundred dollars a ticket, and we're like twentieth row. In the third, but just past in between third base and the foul pole. So I was looking at April 28th or 29th against Seattle. So obviously, like four or five home series or four or five series in. Yeah. And they're $18 for right field. Yeah. You can, you can get them for pretty cheap. Like, I mean, like, I don't know where I would probably want to truthfully sit like in the 114 section. Uh, which is basically like first baseline. I'd pr- they're seventy three dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty, pretty cheap pretty right good. now. And you can get like I'm looking at this right now, row sixteen, seven seventy nine bucks. Yeah, pretty good. And that's a Friday night, so like you wouldn't exactly you like. I personally think that's a good a good thing that they're a little bit cheaper because like I mean I'm probably just gonna try and take advantage of like. I think it's May something, second weekend of May or something, the Yankees are in town and the tickets are $22. So, or, 30, or $32, sorry. So I'm just like, I'm going to sit right field and try and, or left field and try and catch some Aaron Judge homers. I'm going to bring one of those obnoxiously large gloves. Now that they um, renovated the stadium, it might not just be Aaron Judge homers you're catching. There might be a whole bunch more. Yeah, it might so actually be me. Yeah, we all get up to bat. Just Spencer runs on the field streaking, grabs a bat. Actually, I'm thinking about signing up for the Junior Jays. Actually, to be honest with you, right, you're 30. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I applied to uh, I applied to the Blue Jays actually through Rogers. Spencer so, on the yeah. Junior Jays is going to be the guy from Benchwarmers. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <and> green crayon. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my name is carlos anyways <laughs> i uh i actually applied to a job there i haven't heard back yet so fingers crossed so competitive so competitive that's um, the problem with those jobs but best of yeah it's it's yeah i think it's like uh i actually don't remember it's like ticket i showed scott a while back i applied to her like uh august i think september oh, yeah. whenever the, after the playoffs i guess october yeah, um, and they don't obviously hire until I'd imagine. Maybe they already did hire. I don't know. Probably, probably did. But anyways, and the second question I have for you, and most importantly, have you listened to any of the podcasts and seen that I went perfect for perfect on the, my sports betting segments? No, I haven't. <laughs> you literally picked the Giants. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you pick actually based on what you think is going to happen. I just pick based on who's got the better uh, better plus. 
Oh, so you like the underdogs? Yeah, always, because if they do oh. win, I get a little bit of extra dope. Okay, okay. Um, so pretty much that's every time I I bet, I always bet the underdog. Well, something mm. doesn't work. Wow. So, like, let's just say um, Kansas City was playing, <laughs> was playing Houston Texans. You take the Texans just because it's lots of money. If you bet a dollar, you'll win friggin' 30. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. Uh, so anyways, yeah, so I pretty much went zero for zero, I think. That's okay. Glad you took over the uh, the role for the last couple weeks. <laughs> oh, it was fan service representative. Mm. I don't think I got it. Oh. Safe to say I didn't get a job. Um, yeah, I mean, betting-wise, NHL's off until Monday, so uh, I guess NBA it is for, for <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Um, maybe for an interesting betting segment, I mean, it's, pick your betting segment in general, uh, and then I'll pull up um, for this segment after I'll pull up the participants in which category they're doing at the skills competition, and maybe we can write it down and put it on on Twitter. We'll see who uh, who gets the most right. A little healthy competition. Maybe we'll bet a couple dollars. Sound good? Yep. Yeah. All right. So. Let's get to the ad reads, both DraftKings and Raycon. Uh, Remember, Raycon and DraftKings promo code is THPN. And right now on DraftKings, you can boost your your bets up to 10% and win some big dollars. So be sure to check that kind of stuff out. And we'll be back for Kyle's betting segment on the NBA. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoop action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsman partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and win $200 on free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, new and existing customers can get a no-sweat-same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. One of the games I'm going to be betting on tomorrow is the Toronto Raptors to beat the Houston Rockets and the Phoenix Suns to beat the Boston Celtics. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sporting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. C notes for details. This time of year, everyone talks about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make that big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if there is something that you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. 
Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yeah, Raycon starts at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to choose between the products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than the others. Even if you know you'll love Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about that purchase. They offer buy now and pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. My favorite features about the Raycon headphones is the noise isolation, the crystal clear call quality, and the 8 hours of playtime on my everyday earbuds. So are you ready to buy something small with big impact? Go to Raycons.com slash THPN today and get 15% off of your Raycons order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. We are back and better than ever. Uh, let's just see here. We're looking. Uh, Kyle, you got anything prepared for the betting? You know what? Actually, one second. Somehow, I you guys were all muted, so I apologize. Okay, that was awkward. I was just talking for like. <laughs> um, do i have anything prepared um not really but nba i just go for the money line so it's like i don't touch the spreads i just play it simple with that all right perfect so then we'll we'll throw on the deep thinking tunes and uh why laughing there it is here. Um, this is why I think of the NBA. NBA, this is your league. <laughs> on repeat. On a loop. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Here comes Kyle's betting segment. <laughs> Kyle, without further ado, I pass it over. <laughs> yeah, I got this one too. This is what I think of you, Scott. Yeah, I already, I already knew that. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you ready for some deep thinking? Yeah, I will uh, attempt some NBA bets for tomorrow night. Betting segment, NBA version. Here we go. Okay, everyone. Um, obviously, no NHL, so. Uh... Gonna dive into some NBA bets. Personally, I, I do some NBA bets. Um, there's money lines because I do not like betting NBA spreads just because of how the game is at the end. And I lost too many games just by free throws at the very end. So I do not touch points. Um, without further ado, tomorrow night, Friday, February 3rd, I'm gonna give you some games there just because obviously tonight. Um, podcast might not be out Thursday, February 2nd um, Friday, February 3rd at Toronto Raptors at Houston Rockets Toronto is I believe ending okay, they're at the end of the road trip, they lost the last two um, last couple games have been close against two good teams, Suns and Jazz 
they go into Houston. Um, they go into Houston, lose two straight. Houston's one two straight. Houston, not a very good team, as we know, 15th the Western Conference. Um, overall, they're 29th in the league. I'm going to take the Raptors. The money's not the best. Um, what is it? Oh, I can't. I can't even find it. Anyways, the Raptors are favored by five and a half points, so bet a little bit of money on that. Just money line. Um, you get a little bit back, not much, depending on what you put at stake. Um, as I told you guys, I do not touch point spreads. If you want to take Raptors as of right now, you can see them at minus five and a half points, so got to win by six. Um. Another game here, we got the Hornets at the Pistons. Pistons favored by one and a half points. Charlotte's lost their last game against the Bucks. And Pistons have lost two straight. I think the Pistons are going to come out here and win it at home. Um, yeah, I mean, not too not very good teams, 14th and 15th in the Eastern Conference. Um, but Detroit at home, I think they can do it. Um, <laughs> uh, one and a half points for money line. You're getting some good money off of that if Detroit wins for you. Uh, we'll go two more games here because it looks like all of the other ones are higher spread, meaning less money. Um, Portland Trailblazers at Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards are favored by four and a half right now. Uh, Portland has one, two straight. Wait a second here. Okay, they beat the Grizzlies and they beat the Hawks. Why are they favored by so much? Okay, this guy out. Okay, anyways. Yeah, take Wizards at home. Uh, Wizards have one, six straight. Wow, okay. I did not realize that. That's pretty crazy. Um, I guess that's why they're favored by four and a half points. Yeah, Wizards money line, you're going to get a little bit of money back. Um, four and a half. Not crazy, but in the middle. Um, usually, if you take a team anywhere from one and a half to five, not bad on the money line. Anything above, you're not getting a ton back. Um, so, yeah, Wizards at home. Usually NBA, I like taking home teams if I have the option, depending on who it is, obviously. Um, not going to bet against my rap. Just the final game here is Sacramento Kings against the Pacers. Pacers have lost three straight. They've been pretty bad lately without their star, Tyrese Halliburton. He's actually coming back tonight against the Lakers. I did bet on the Pacers tonight because of that. Tyrese Halliburton is that team. He is the team. Um, yeah. Pacers going to lose. Uh, Pacers is going to win tonight. Not their losing streak. Um, to Lakers. And I think they're going to carry that over against Sacramento tomorrow. Some players facing their former teams tomorrow. Uh, Sabonis. Obviously a former Pacer. Along with... Who's the other guy? Lankin. Anyways, the guy... The guy in the pit, Kyle Burton is a former king, um, facing his former team. So I think he'll have a solid game tomorrow coming back from injury. Pacers will be plus money there. 
because the Kings are minus three and a half. Spencer, that one's yours. I know you like taking teams at plus money. I will agree with you on this one. Taking the Pacers at home. That's all for my betting segment this week. So, not crazy confident with my NBA bets, just because it's NBA. I don't know as much as I do. It's the NHL, NFL, and MLB, but got to bet on something, right, guys? I agree with that. Got to get some bets going. Um, alrighty, well, we'll end this uh, Kyle's bag segment music. Kyle, I kind of want to, I kind of want to pay someone to just like you know when like NBA. I don't know if you ever played NBA Live two thousand, and there's like the girl is like, uh, you know, what? actually, I forgot what she says, so let's just move on. <clears throat> um. Basically, I want to get a personalized Kyle's betting segment made for you. Um, alrighty, so NHL skills uh, assignments for the skills competition tomorrow night. Scott, you got a piece of paper handy? Mm. Uh, yep. All right. Accuracy, accuracy shooting. I'm going to name the people. We're going to pick the winner. All right? And then we'll post these on Twitter. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Okay, skills assignments. Accuracy shooting. We've got Barkov, Drysaddle, Hayes, Hughes. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's what? the paper for? <laughs> got to write down everyone's winner. So accuracy. Oh, say accuracy I had shooting. to write down the names you were listening off at no. rapid speed. <laughs> accuracy <laughs> shooting dot dots. A colon. Okay, then we're gonna Kyle, Spencer, Scott, and we're gonna name the winner. So the choices are. The okay, then do it on the Google Doc. The choices are you doing it on the Google Doc? Yeah. Okay, accuracy shooting—that's the thing. Barkov, Drysaddle, Hayes, Hughes, Kadri, Kucherov, McDavid, Nelson, Panarin, Tarasenko. Uh, Scott, who you got? Okay, I'm just going to say this because I kind of like some of these guys, but also really pisses me off. So there's a content creator section at the All-Star Game. Of course there is, right? Pavel Barber, Zach, Pavel Barber, Zach Bell, Coach Jeremy Nasher, Nick the Goalie, Pete Lenz, Kane Van Gate will be there. Okay, let me just tell you something. Coach Jeremy lives like 20 minutes from Scott and I. He's in Florida right now for the All-Star game. And Zach Bell lives probably 40 minutes from Scott and I in Ontario where we are. The thing that pisses me off the most about these people is like, is that all I needed to do was flip a puck up in the air a few hundred times when I was a kid? Well, and then, Don't forget the, the sticky stuff on your stick so it makes it look like you're doing it without it. Or like, like Coach Jeremy, for example. Like I like the guy, although the one time that I met him, I was doing scouting for a tryouts for a hockey team, and he asked me to get his kid a uh, a skating buddy, and I was like, I I don't work here, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, oh, and then I was like, oh, okay, this is awkward. I just was talking to him nice, and then he just said, hey, can you get my kid a skating buddy? Like, uh, I don't I don't work at this local arena, buddy. I don't have a sleeve of Aurelia shirts on. Um, 
Anyways, Pablo Barber literally Barber is just one of those guys similar to Zach Bell who does like breakaways. He's got quick hands and he does like Zoro Deeks. Nasher is a video gamer. Nasher plays NHL 23, has Rusta, Rusty Nazarov as his be a pro character, and that's pretty much it. And then he does like, although he, his YouTube channel is kind of cool because he does the, uh, what's it called, the roller hockey, which is kind of fun to watch. But legitimately, this guy's just popular for video games and GoPros while he's doing like, he gets like a couple, like five or six different sticks and he does different deeks with them and stuff. But some of these people are legitimately just known for throwing the puck up in the air and catching it. Like, although it's complex, I've tried it a couple, couple of the last couple of weeks, me and Scott played ball hockey. It is difficult to do. But if that's all I need to do as a kid, like I grew up, I mean, Scott's a little bit older than I am. Kyle's around my age. I think he's like two years younger than me. But we all grew up in the situation or the generation that's now. Maybe not Scott because he's a little bit older. He grew up in like the, I don't know, Sir John A. McDonald time. But basically, <laughs> like we, we Kyle is, is like Trevor Zegers' generation where basically skill skilling it up is what we need to do. So if that's all me and Kyle need to do. Then let's just slap on a couple pairs of skates and toss a couple pucks like lacrosse style at each other. And then next year we'll be at the All-Star game. Paid for by the NHL. And then these guys have the yeah, freaking goal to post on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all these different social media accounts. Their entrances. Oh, let's rate the hockey content content creator Sty, which is style for you, Scott, because I know you're a little bit older than us. But basically, that pisses me off because, like, there's people who literally played their whole life style. Only two letters more. (laughs) I agree, but there is people in this world who played their whole life to try and make it to the NHL, couldn't, and then all they needed to do was broadcast that skill in front of a camera, and they could have been at the All Star game. Like that, Why that just bothers me a lot. Pardon me? Why haven't you been doing it then? Because I can't skate very well. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go to the All-Star game. I have to wear shoes. I can't stop on skates. <laughs> it's not the point whether I do it or not. It's just the point that there's like people that are, have like millions upon millions upon millions of followers on Twitter and Instagram just because they're throwing and, – and, and this one guy in particular talks about how he came from a hard life and this and that and the other. But then he's wearing Versace – he's got a Versace, like, equipment bag. Wow. Like, what? Like, you're, you're taking private jets and you're, and you're partying with Wayne Gretzky on a plane. But then you put on these sob stories when you're back home about how, like, your, your mama's, like – whatever illness that she has and your life's so hot or tough and all you want to do is just for your mom, which is cool. I I respect that, but it's like, then you got a Versace or Louis Vuitton hockey bag. It's like, that's specially made, man. All these hockey sticks that you're getting, you don't pay for. These are all given to you by these hockey brands that like the fact that you flip a puck. So basically what I'm trying to get on this is I'm quitting my job tomorrow and I'm getting a little ice pad and I'm just going to be flipping pucks the whole time and then shooting pucks like off a crossbar because that's all these people do. Coach Jeremy, the guy who asked me if I worked for the hockey rink, literally just posts videos on partners with Home Depot and how to make an outside rink. And then drives around like September, drives around to different lakes and dips his hockey skates in the water and asks if the water's frozen. Like, this is the type of shit that people, like, I don't want to see that, man. 
maybe it's just because I am a little bit older than the ne- the, the generation of like thirteen year olds, but just it pisses me off that these people are going to the All Star game when these people have been going to this All Star game for the same amount of years as women hockey players. Okay, so uh, I guess the moral of the story is uh, power skating lessons. Yeah, apparently. Did you, did, you picking, did you end up picking who you thought was going to win the challenge? No, we waited for you. Okay, sweet. Anyways, I just, I don't know about you guys, but that stuff just kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you. So I'm going to start trying to get in a better, uh, better habit of doing those things. And then when I master flipping a puck up in the air, then I can just, I can pretty much just be a beast at it. And then I'll become super famous. That's oh man, I, I forget where I forget where I put the the posts about who just participated. I've got the list right here. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Where were we? Accuracy shooting. Oh yeah, accuracy shooting. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you got it. No, no, you, you can. Oh, okay. Uh, Barkov, Drysaitel, Hayes. Hughes, Kadri, Kucherov, McDavid, Nelson, Panarin, and Tarasenko. Why is there so many players? Yeah, I know. All right, who we got? Uh, Panarin. Scott's got Panarin. Kyle? I'll go with the uh, hometown boy, Alex Burkoff. Yeah, this guy's just saying that to piss me off. I hate Alexander Barkov. I hope he's. I hope actually. I hope he times on and doesn't hit one target. Sasha Barkov. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I like that guy. Uh, I'm gonna choose Jack Hughes. Okay. Um. Next challenge: fastest skater. Larkin, Kaprizov, Makar, Stevenson. And Spechnikov. Why? Why didn't they put uh, McDavid in this? I don't know. It's obviously going to be McCarr. That's my pick. Scott, uh, can, you, can you repeat the first two? Larkin and Kaprizov. I'll go Kaprizov. Okay. And I'm going to go with Larkin. That's kind of the obvious choice, but. Um, okay, next challenge is the Great Clips NHL Breakaway Challenge. <laughs> oh, man. Sponsored by Great Clips, yes. Great Clips, not so great clips. Nice. I got my hair cut there once. <laughs> and what? Did they put a ball around your head and snip? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah, he looked like the guy from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then I had to go back there the next day, and I got my I got a refund. It didn't give me a refund on the tip. I don't know why I tipped the chick. I just got my hair and went to my fiance's house, looked in the mirror, and was like, why do I look like I'm preparing to join the U.S. military? So <laughs> I had to get it trimmed up. I had to go to another yeah. place so they could trim it up for me. Actually, I think I got it done for free. Not going to tell you how, though. What? <laughs> it wasn't sexual or anything. I just can't tell them because if anyone from my work hears it, then I'll get in trouble. Okay, now you've exposed it. 
<laughs> you yeah, said let's, go not, <laughs> let's go to the not so great Crooks uh, breakaway channel. Okay. Anyway, arguably the worst. Uh, this is the worst. Uh, con- this is this is the worst contest in the All Star Game, by the way. Yeah, you got uh, Bobby Lou and that. Bobby Lou, we got a we got a team up too between Ovechkin and Crosby. Yeah, what the heck? Okay, so we got them, we got Marner, we got Pasternak, and we got Kachuk. Who are you guys going to pick? I know one pick that you guys are going to take. I'm obviously going to pick the Ovechkin-Crosby team up. Okay. Who's before uh, Marner? Pasta. Yeah, I'll take Pasternak. Okay, wow, I'm surprised neither of you took Marner. So I will take Mitchie Boy with his. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I already, I already annoyed you with Sasha. That was enough. Um, yeah, I'll take Marner with his new stylish skates that Marshan hates. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Discover NHL 10D tandem. Oh yeah, this is interesting. All goalies will have one. I think I think there's five goalies or six goalies or whatever, and that's they there's five women players involved too. You have got that correct. Issue uh, is they don't list the they don't list the uh uh they don't list the goalies, I don't think. Really? I see the I see the goalies here. Do they okay, then then name them out. Uh, Hellebuck, Soros, Shesterkin, Skinner, Sorokin, Thompson, Olmark, and Vasilevsky. I don't know what this is, to be honest with you. Is it two goalies? It's a Tendi Tandem plus five women hockey players. So I'm going to assume that the five women hockey players have to do something against the goalies, maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. So yeah. I'm just going to choose. Are we picking uh, one goalie or are we picking two? <laughs> uh, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, let me Why Google would they call quickly. it a tandem if, if it's not? Let me Google what Tendy Tandem is. Like it would make sense if they picked one team and both goalies from that team were in that event. I'm, I'm looking it up. Like, like Boston and whoever else. Rangers, whatever. Like by each each division, or by each uh, like central and this and that. Yeah, I think it is. I think they do do yeah, tandems do first but... like, for the the divisions. So that would put Hellebuck and Soros together. Shesterkin and Sorokin. Okay, wow, that's a pretty good combo. Um, Skinner and. Thompson, right? They're from the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skinner and Thompson, and then uh, okay. Olmark and Vasilevsky. I got it. NHL Tendi Tandem. One goalie from each division will be designated will be the designated shooter, and one in the in the in the goalie net. The shooting goalie from the division will take a shot from a designated mark. Three points will be earned if the shot goes in the hole. 
two shots will be or, or two points will be earned if the shot hits the in-net target and no points if the shot misses. The in-net goalie from the opposing division will face three, two, or one players depending on the points earned in the goalie. Sh- uh, oh, okay, I get it. So if if they score and they get uh, on the net, I think it's I think this is similar to you know like um, what's it called the intermission thing when they shoot it from half. You know they got to oh, get yeah. through the, and then basically if they do get it on, they get three points. So then the other goalie, so say Hellebuck is shooting and Sorokin is the goalie in net, he'll face one of Alex Carpenter, Haley, uh, Hillary Knight, Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnson, or Sarah Sarah Nurse Nurse up to one, two, or three of them depending on how many points he gets. Super confusing. And then also, just so we know, uh, the splash shot uh, is the competition takes part on the beach of Fort Lauderdale. Players hit targets, then attempt to dunk their opponents in a dunk tank. And then the pitch and puck is using combination of hockey and golf shots. Six NHL All-Stars will play a par four feature on an island green at South Florida Golf Course. The player who sinks the puck slash ball in the hole and the fewest shot wins in the event of by the longest drive is determined. So that's literally just golf. Yeah. Great game. Great game. All right. Yeah. So who uh, you guys got then? I got Shesterkin and Sorokin. Okay. I'm going to take uh, one of the other options. Uh, Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. Halibut Saros, Olmark, Vasilevsky. Or you can pick the same as Scott. That's me, Sor- uh, Sorokin. Or sorry, um, Almar Vasilevsky. Okay, I will. Uh, I will take Hellebuck Saros. And then, yeah. So if they get, depending on how many points, is how many shooters they face. Carpenter Knight, uh, Sarah Nurse, one of my favorite female hockey players, behind uh, Poulin. Uh, what's next? Splash shot. Yeah, so this is the dunk tank. So we got Crosby, McKinnon, Rantanen, Makar, Shesterkin, Fox, Kachuk, Kachuk. Interesting that they got Shesterkin in there. Yeah. Oh, I get it. It's okay. So I think it's Crosby just based on this. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but there could be a chance that that Crosby, McKinnon are on a team, Brenton and McCarr are on a team, and Sorokin and Fox are on a team, and then both Kachucks are on a team. Oh, I get it. Okay, so I think they go against each other. I think Crosby versus McKinnon, Brenton versus McCarr, Sturkin versus Fox, and both Kachucks versus each other. That make sense. Because the competition takes part between two people, players hit the targets to attempt to dunk their opponent. The first to dunk their opponent is the winner. So I don't know if we should pick players or if we should pick. I'm just, just going to pick a player. Okay. I'm going to pick Brady Kachuk. Uh, did you say Fox? Yeah, he's in it. Okay, that's my pick. And I will go with Sid the Kid. Uh-huh. 
City. Sydney. Okay, next event. We've got the right, uh, Chipotle NHL Pitch and Puck. <laughs> the Pitch and Puck is a golf-style game. The, the competitors are... Goudreau, Keller, Robertson, and Suzuki. So I need to look up right now who's the best at golf between the four of them. <laughs> I got Robertson. Uh, what's got? Robertson. Okay, I'm taking Clayton Keller. He golfs the most than anyone there. So, Goodrow's definitely a good golfer. Clayton Keller's made the plus once in his career, so he spends a lot of time golfing. I, yeah, feel, like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of leap strokes when this event comes on. Yeah, probably. <laughs> good thing they didn't put Mitch Marner in there. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would have won. Who are you picking, Kyle? I took Goodrow. So all that's left is the hardest shot then? And they shall hardest shot. Yep. We've got Rasmus Dahlin, Seth Jones, Josh Morrissey, Alex Ovechkin, and Elias Pedersen. Dahlin. Okay. Uh, who's before Ovechkin? Morrissey. Uh, I'll take... Uh... Uh, I'll take Pedersen. Wow, the dark horse. The plus 1,500. You can bet bet on the skills competition? (laughs) No, I just made up my own odds. (laughs) Because he's definitely the guy that's not favorited to win that. He's like 160 pounds. That's true. Soaking wet with a cinder block in each arm. Speaking from experience, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who'd you take out? I got Ovi. Ah, guy who's going to come in thinking he's going to win it and then mess up because of it. You think you'd be able to bet on this, no? I don't know. Huh. You can bet. You can bet on anything nowadays. So, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you can bet on the Oscars too. It's hilarious. Okay, so there you have it. Um, Our picks are in. These will be posted on Twitter, uh, and we'll update you uh, depending on who wins. And then, uh, yeah, the winner will get, um, well, pretty much probably nothing, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Bragging rights. Bragging rights. Yeah, because uh, right now I think Scott's going to be the only one that's perfect, not on those, but on the uh, on the prediction of um, Florida not making the playoffs. What did I say? I said something about Buffalo. Yeah, you said Buffalo is going to make the wild card, which they still might. Oh, they definitely will. They're right in there. Um, one point out. You can only bet on the actual game, oh, the all-star game. I- Kyle said Malkin's not returned to Pittsburgh. Spencer said Buffalo oh. to Walker. Yeah, so yeah. Kyle yeah. was so, out yeah. like the next day. <laughs> Kyle was out oh, literally that Malkin. night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's do this then. Central division, the last thing, last for our our skills or our all star voting. 
Central Division versus versus the Pacific Division, um, and then Metro versus the Atlantic. We'll pick those, and then we'll pick who wins those games. We feel, and then, or do you just want to pick one winner? Do you just want to pick one winner? Which division will win? Yeah, we'll just pick the winner. Okay, I'm saying the Pacific, which is McDavid's division, Edmonton. I think, yeah. Uh, I'm saying uh, the uh, Atlantic. The Atlantic. Um, and you, you, Kyle, you can say the same if you really want. No, I can't do that. Can't. Um, Central or Metropolitan? Um, Metro has Sorokin and Sisterkin. I might take them. Yeah, I'll And a red-hot Jack Hughes. I'll go with Metropolitan. Metropolitan for me. Yep. All righty. Um, Scott, you wanted to talk about a couple things. Uh, we're going to save – so basically for anyone who's a regular listener to the show, we're working on doing a collaboration with Offside Hockey. We had James on Offside Hockey. Um, sorry, we had James on from Offside Hockey. Uh, I think this started the year. Uh, we're going to potentially do a collaboration with them, the whole uh, three co-hosts. And us three, uh, based on a trade deadline, so we'll 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 move the trade deadline talk because we're almost at an hour, just past an hour. But Scott wants to talk a little bit about recent viewerships from the U.S., and then we'll oh, send it off. We, we don't have to, but I just thought it would be an interesting topic. I didn't realize that the pick thing would go that long. Uh, we can definitely talk about it. It, yeah, it, it won't be too long of a conversation. Yes, I saw it on Twitter can... today. Um, I forget who were. I forget who reported it, but they, they, they said that, yeah, viewership in the States from ESPN and TNT is down 22% from last year. Uh, so that they had an average of 478,000 viewers last year, and this year they have at, up to this point in the season. And then this year up to this point in the season, they only have 373%, or 373,000. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, obviously, there's a multitude of reasons. I'm pretty sure I saw Jeff O'Neill tweet about it, but when I tried to look on his Twitter page, there wasn't a comment, so it must have been someone else. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that... Um, I mean, obviously, hockey's not as big in the States, in most states, as, as it is in Canada, but I thought the viewership would have been a little bit higher than that, especially with how people talk up the TNT broadcast team. Yeah, way better than the Canadian broadcast team. Yeah, both Canadian yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought most people on Twitter are saying it's due to like the blackouts that people in certain areas can't watch certain games and stuff. But obviously, there's other reasons like the, the rivalries are diminishing. Uh, not that much market marketing in the in the in the areas, whatnot. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that because I, I expected it to be even last year. I expected it to be a lot higher than. Than four hundred seventy-eight thousand or three hundred seventy-three thousand this year. I I I think that that might have something to do with that Bali Sports thing, no? I Isn't like Bali is... Sports losing like twelve networks? Remember, I sent that on the oh, group maybe. Chat but the the tweet I saw was just specifically ESPN and TNT. I don't know if Bali Sports is connected to those. Yeah, Bali Sports. 
uh, are preparing to uh, file bankrupt bankruptcy. This includes 12 networks, which is like Tampa, I think. Like yeah, the the lower one. So interesting, though, um, because I want to see. If U.S.'s ratings are down 22%, I want to see what Canada's ratings are because, like, a lot of people are not happy with the the broadcasts and stuff, right? So I want to see what yeah. those viewings are. One thing I will say about this year's broadcast, though, is they, in, they, in the although States, they, they have, yeah. Them, pardon? No, no, finish your, finish your thought. I was just going to say, like, although they comment on the lease in not necessarily a positive light, it's less than what they've done before, I think. Ooh, sorry. I missed the first part. Like the Canadian broadcasts? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still kind of there, though. Yeah. I I think there might be a small delay now, because... Seems like our conversation is a little choppy. Yeah, I think there might be. But anyways, continue your point. Um, Oh, uh, I saw other people say on Twitter, and I don't know if this is true because I don't think we have it in Canada, but apparently that some games are shown through streaming services. Uh, I think it's on Prime or or some other streaming services or whatever. So a lot of of people are are not interested in watching it on there or, or just have no... I don't have the streaming service or don't want to watch it on streaming service, so that might also be a factor in why people stop watching. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, ES- ESPN, I guess, is owned by... Disney? Disney, yeah, so I guess they got their, their rights. And I think yeah. it costs a little bit extra per month, like how we pay like ten ninety nine for Disney Plus. I think they have to pay more because of the ESPN add-on, so. And I think, doesn't Disney own Fox Sports now too because they bought Fox? Yeah. Or is that different? No, I think they do. So the, the Disney owns two big uh, broadcasting channels in the States there. <laughs> um, okay, so for the week ahead... Are we done on the viewerships? Yeah, like I said, we didn't even really need to talk about it. I just saw it on Twitter. Or remembered I saw it on Twitter. And, and if we had time, I thought we could talk about it. But it wasn't really okay. a discussion topic. It was just like a point I wanted to make. That I thought it was interesting. So um, so for the week ahead, obviously, we got the All-Star weekend this weekend. And then we got Tron taking a bye week next week and coming back on the 10th. So we will be also taking a bye week Um with the trauma police. So we will be back on, I guess, whatever night the next week of thir- or the month is. So we'll be back on the 16th. Uh, in that meantime, October 10th or uh, February 10th, February 11th, they play Columbus, February 15th. They play Chicago, February 18th. They play Montreal, February 19th. They play uh, Chicago. So they have five games within nine days uh, and two back to backs. I would imagine that Toronto should be going probably five and zero, but let's be real. They won't. Uh, so we'll be back with you on the 16th and uh, recap, I guess, a bulk of those games. 
And uh, yeah, anything else from you guys? No. Kyle? I don't go that much. No. I'll be going the week after as well. As yeah, Kyle, Kyle won't be with us for the week after, too. He's going on a cruise. Um, so make sure you take lots of photos. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate because a week today I'm going on the cruise and we're actually going a day before um, staying in Fort Lauderdale for that day. Um, so I was like, okay, like, um, let's let's go see a Florida Panthers game. I, me and my girlfriend were going to go because obviously my parents and all their friends wouldn't want to go. So me and my girlfriend were going to go. Um, and there's a Florida Panthers game at home on the Thursday and the Saturday, but not the Friday. Oh, man. Yeah. Sucks, but it is what it is. Why are you just going to the That Thursday? does suck. Sorry, could you be that? You can't just go on the Thursday. No, like uh, my my flight's uh, Friday morning, and then we get on the boat Saturday morning. So, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it kind of it kind of sucks. I've got like a twenty four hour window where I'm in Florida, but hmm. uh, also sixteen minutes ago, this came down the pipe. Sorry to interrupt. Connor McDavid has asked the NHL not to be in the fastest skater competition anymore. That explains it. Why? Because he lost? Maybe because all he ever does. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> it was the minus 500. Yeah, it was. Also, uh, side note here, Montreal Canadiens uh, potentially could be linked to Timo Meyer for no reason because they suck ass. On that note, have a good week. Have a good two weeks, and we'll be back with you on the 16th. And remember to subscribe to our website, uh, subscribe to our uh, podcast, leave a review, give us five stars, check out our social media, and also bet some money, win some big bucks with DraftKings. Buy yourself a new set of headphones with Raycon, and enjoy the two weeks off. Go All-Star Break, go. See you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. See you in three.